Welcome to this week's Energy Show. This week we've got a little bit more of a somber topic. There was recently a fatality of a solar worker in Hawaii. Uh, He was just up on a roof measuring it for the installation of solar. And something happened, We, we really don't know what, but he just fell off the roof to his death. And that really, it jolts everybody in the solar industry, you know, everywhere else. And the reason why these things happen is that best safety practices aren't followed. Now, every industry has occasional industry uh, injuries. There are a lot of things that uh, solar installers and homeowners need to know about as far as making sure that the solar is installed safely and it's operated and maintained safely. So that's the topic on this week's show. And I'm going to focus on two audiences here. One is homeowners, people who are putting in a system or have a system they want to maintain and just kind of remind you about the important safety practices that you should keep in mind as you operate and maintain your system. And the second audience, and I think this is the most important audience, is for solar workers who are in the solar industry, managers of companies, foremen, anybody in the solar industry, just to be aware of these issues. Mostly we're talking about rooftop safety, but a lot of these other safety practices apply both to residential and commercial and utility solar. So just in the way of background, rooftop solar work is some of the most dangerous type of contracting work that there is. Not only does the work happen up on a rooftop where falls are dangerous, but the work is also involving carrying fairly big solar panels, carrying long sections of racking, removing and modifying shingles and other roofing materials, working with tools like drills, and doing electrical wiring all on the roof. And yes, there is a hazard with high voltage, whether it's high voltage DC from the solar panels or or just regular household current. And electrical workers are generally trained to be safe with that. But also you have the the fall hazard. And and sometimes falls actually happen when people get a shock and then they jump out of the way and and then they may slide off the roof. And, And so what happens is there's injuries that occur and there's the very infrequent occasional fatality. And, you know, both are completely unacceptable. And there's lots and lots of safety practices that are in place. OSHA does a very, very good job of outlining those. The different states have their OSHA divisions that are monitoring and checking companies and sometimes fining companies that aren't following the best practices. And these practices are, they're not easy. They generally add a little bit of operating expense, but they're really, really important. And today's show is really just kind of a reminder about that. Now, from a homeowner's perspective, solar's extremely safe. I've never heard of a serious problem, safety problem, that's occurred from a solar system on a homeowner's roof. Not aware of any serious fires from a properly installed solar system. I have heard of a couple of off-grid fires where systems that were installed not according to code, but never of, so far as I'm aware, of any serious fires. What does occasionally happen as with any electrical equipment, is you might get some small localized arc faults that occur. A junction box may melt or there may be an arc underneath a solar panel that is eaten by squirrels or other rodents. And to my knowledge, these fires have always been contained either in the junction box or in the the metal inverter box or immediately in the area of the solar panel. Because there's a lot of safety factors 
that are built into the, the whole solar industry. The products go through very rigorous UL underwriters labs testing um, safety requirements to make sure that there's almost no chance of fire or electrical shock or anything like that. And the electrical codes and the building codes have a lot of details focused on safety to make sure that the systems that are installed are installed using best safety practices, best electrical practices, best roofing practices. Plus, almost every installer has regular safety training, and it's actually required by law here in California, safety training of the teams doing the work, and they have city inspections to make sure that the final system that's installed is inspected by a local jurisdiction. So from a homeowner standpoint, really nothing to worry about. What I am concerned about a little bit is if a homeowner is doing any maintenance on their system, washing the panels or maybe just checking for wires or doing things. I just want to make sure that the homeowner is aware of the right way to do that. Generally, I'd recommend that you have a professional do any kind of rewiring or modifications of the wiring or tighten up that wiring. And it's not really easy to wash the solar panels. I'm definitely not making a pitch for for any solar installer or any homeowner to say, hey, I'm going to hire a solar company to wash my panels. I'd actually be quite happy if the homeowners can do that themselves because it's almost a lost leader for installers to do it. But they do have to be cleaned in a proper way, and there's also wrong ways to do it. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Now, from an installer standpoint, There are very specific and strict OSHA safety practices that must be followed. And these practices really are focused on a number of the critical areas that installers' activities, that the installers take place when they're doing installations. They relate to things like fall protection, ladder safety, protective clothing and protective gear, electrical safety, driving safety, and and what, what to do in case of an emergency. Now, I'm certainly not an expert. I've been doing installations and and working with installers and doing installations myself for the last 15 years. But I do try to stay up on the regulations and do everything that I can to make sure that the teams we have at Cinnamon Solar and, and any other solar company that I come across are really following the rules and work safely. What I have heard of are several accidents, fatal accidents that have occurred. And just the ones that come to mind, just because they're so tragic, is there was a worker that was carrying a solar panel with somebody else and they were working on the roof and the worker was walking backwards and literally just walked backwards off the roof, wasn't watching where he was going. The one step was in the air and he was killed. The accident that just happened in Hawaii Since it was not actually an installation but a pre-installation, my guess is that worker was measuring the roof and somehow just walked backwards off the roof. And I know of somebody else here locally that was doing that same kind of work on a commercial roof and was just walking backwards with a tape measure and walked right back off the roof and was uh, seriously injured, fortunately, not killed. And then, you know, another uh, freak accident occurred a number of years ago where an installer was carrying a section of aluminum racking or rails, and most installations use aluminum rails, and these are long sections of aluminum, metal aluminum. The installer was holding the aluminum, and somehow this piece of racking leaned up against a high-voltage wire. There was electrical wires nearby, and the installer just got a very, very high-current, high-voltage shock through that, and then instantly killed him. So these things happen, and the fatalities, very fortunately, are rare. What is more common are just kind of regular workplace injuries, soft tissue injuries, broken arms, legs, 
cuts, bumps on the head, things like that. And the industry does have practices if they're followed to address those. So we're going to talk about some of those and in, in one in particular that isn't exactly a huge technical revolution, but it is something that just about any installer, in my view, really needs to adopt immediately. And we're going to get right to that now. So from the standpoint of working on a roof, the most important safety practice is to make sure that the proper fall protection techniques are being used. Now, roofers and, and anybody working on a roof, have they have choices of the right way to do fall protection. You can put up scaffolding, you can put up roof barriers at the bottom of the roof, or you can use roped-in harnesses. In the solar industry, since the work on the roof is done kind of fairly briefly and in different roof sections, Generally, the installers rely on harnesses. You know, these are secure safety harnesses that are roped into a permanent roof anchor on the roof. And so each installer has an OSHA-approved harness, a heavy-duty rope, a shock cord on the rope to kind of absorb the energy in case the installer falls, and then a very strong anchor point on the roof where the rope is tied in. And the problem is really with these anchor points. It's not acceptable to just take this long rope and tie it around a chimney or take this long rope and tie it around one of the solar attachment points, the racking points, because those aren't approved. Certainly the racking points aren't designed to handle the shock of a fall. And and just kind of looking at what some of these numbers are, if you have a 250-pound person falling 10 feet down from a roof and suddenly you know, yanking on one of these attachment points, most solar attachment points are not going to be able to support that impact. They're just going to pull right out and the person's going to fall. So really important to use safety solar anchors. And so the challenge is that at the beginning of every job, before any work is done, these roof anchors have to be installed properly. And each installer working in each area of the roof has to have their own roof anchor. You can't share the anchor. So if you have two guys working on one roof section, you need two anchors. Now, the cheapest way to do this is to install temporary roof anchors. And you can buy these temporary roof anchors for like 20 bucks, and you can just reuse them as many times as you want. But when these roof anchors are installed... The proper way to install a roof anchor, and they're usually a heavy-duty metal D-ring, stainless steel D-ring, and then there's a metal strap, usually a big stainless steel strap. And this stainless steel strap has typically maybe 10 or 12 nail holes that all need to be nailed into a roof rafter or a truss. You need a lot of attachment points. One nail is not going to do it. So these roof anchors are nailed into a rafter. And then they're very solid. You've got 8 or 10 or 12 nails in there. And so if you pull on that anchor, it's not going to come out. The challenge with these temporary roof anchors is when you're done with doing the work on the roof, you've got to remove them. So you're going to pull these nails out, and you're going to have a lot of holes, and then you're going to have to seal up the holes. And then the other problem is if there's any maintenance that needs to be done on the roof, or if you know a day later there's a wiring problem, The installer really needs to go back up and put those anchors back in. Eh, You know what? It's not going to happen. So we used to just leave the temporary roof anchors in place because we didn't want to remove them and then causing more possibility of leaks. And we also wanted the anchors always to be there. So even if there was any kind of minor maintenance or even washing panels, they were there. So here's what I very strongly suggest to all solar installers that are out there and all homeowners that have a system. Spend the extra 
30 or 40 or $50 for a system and leave permanent roof anchors on the roof. That's what we always do at Cinnamon Solar. We install two or three of these permanent roof anchors. They cost about $15 each near the ridge of the roof on every job. The anchors have stainless steel D-rings, stainless steel strap. These anchors also, you can buy them on Amazon for 15 bucks. They also have a, a peel and stick adhesive on the back that provides an additional prevention for water leakage. So just as the permanent anchors, they're nailed in in 10 or 12 places. The adhesive is underneath, so the adhesive is going to keep water from seeping out. And then we also just hit the top of the nails with additional sealant. So they're not ever going to leak, and they're never going to come out. And they're always going to be there if we ever need it. And it's worth the extra $50 in every job. Just leave them there. So that's the first thing we do on every job. Before any drilling is happening or anything, the installers get up to the top of the roof, and they have to be careful because they're not strapped in at this point. There's nothing to tie in. First thing they do is nail in these permanent roof anchors, usually two above every area that we're working on, and it won't leak. They're there. Immediately, as soon as those anchors in place, they tie in with their rope, and then they're all set. And I really like them because it's just an inexpensive type of insurance. And whenever future maintenance is needed, whether the panels need to be washed or wires need to be reconnected or anything, modular electronics need to be adjusted, the anchors are going to be there. Now, we even, when we're doing maintenance on systems, let's say we get a call for somebody, you know, 10 years later and some squirrels ate some wires underneath, we have to go back. We install the anchors at that point just so that we can make sure that when we're doing maintenance on the system, we're tied in. All right, so that's my most important suggestion, and it's a fairly recent thing where these permanent anchors have been inexpensive enough, and it's also been, say, over the last five or six years that the safety practices in the solar industry have really been ratcheted up so that everybody's aware of them. Now, other safety practices, I'm not going to go into as much detail of these. They're pretty much common knowledge for installers, and you just need to be following them. Beginning of every job, do a safety check to make sure that the installers are aware of any hazards and they can mitigate the hazards. There may be tripping hazards. There may be slippery sections of a roof. So those things all have to be identified. Make sure that you know where the ladders are going to be installed and that the ladders aren't going to slide anywhere. Also, have an idea of where the specific information as to where the nearest hospital is and what the emergency responder number is. Usually it's 911. And have the team working there know what the cross street is. And the reason why this is important is if there is an accident, you don't want the team to be kind of scrambling around trying to figure out, you know, what's the exact address because... There might be three people in a truck and only one driver. So you want everybody on the team to know about that. As far as ladders, the ladder safety is a big one. A lot of injuries happen climbing or coming down ladders. There's practices to make sure that you always have two hands on the ladder. It's difficult to carry something up when you're on a ladder. Ladders also have a tendency to slide so that there are tie-down ropes or attachments that can be used, that should be used, to make sure that the top of the ladder is attached to the roof and it can't slide back and forth. Protective gear, something that all installers pretty much have to have and replace when it wears out. Hard hats are required if there's ever the possibility of anything falling on someone's head. So if you have people working on two levels of the roof, most commonly you may have somebody on the ground working on an inverter or working on electrical stuff. You may have some people up on the roof. People on the roof, they might drop a screwdriver or a wrench or you know something might slide off the roof. 
if that falls on a worker's head down below, they're going to get seriously injured. So hard hats protect against that. And it's a good practice to make sure that even the people that are working on the lower sections of the roof always have hard hats. Gloves, most common injury is to the hand. So good work gloves can mitigate that. And then work shoes. So that this is protective clothing and protective gear. Solar is electrical. So there's a lot of safety practices that need to be followed when working with solar. One in particular, especially with AC, is to use the proper kind of lockout devices. Now, we install systems with microinverters. Microinverters are running from standard household AC power. And there's usually a circuit breaker that feeds all the systems on the roof. There's a lockout that needs to be installed on every circuit breaker panel to make sure that nobody accidentally turns the circuit back on while people are working on it. And that's a fairly straightforward lockout device that's installed with a little red flag on it, and that just prevents the circuit breaker from being turned on accidentally while people are working on it. There's best practices that need to be followed when it comes to working on high-voltage DC systems. We'll talk about that more in a minute. And then safety practices that need to be followed when working in live service panels. You may be doing some wiring in somebody's 200-amp circuit breaker panel, and the circuits in there are going to be live. You have to be really careful that you don't touch something incorrectly or have a screwdriver bump up against a, a live circuit and the outside of the box because that could be pretty dangerous. Weather conditions. When it's windy, the solar panel acts like a big sail, and the solar panel can actually knock somebody over if they're carrying it and they're not balanced properly. You have to be careful about that. Rain can create slippery conditions. And I've been on rooftops early in the morning where it's cold. It might have been a clear night. It might be 40 degrees outside, but the roof is covered with a little bit of ice, and that can be pretty slippery. So always have to make sure that the roof conditions are safe, and obviously the rain can create that. Not that we've had a lot of rain, although it's, it's getting into the rainy season, it's going to happen again. And then heat is a problem, you know, especially on those really hot days. You have to make sure that everybody's got ample water, ample minerals to replenish the, the mineral balance. Everybody's taking the appropriate breaks, and when it is hot, those breaks have to be taken more frequently. And the workers all have to make sure that they're watching for symptoms of heat stroke among each other. And these things are really the responsibility of the team member and the company manager who's managing the teams. Weather is an issue, certainly on hot days in other parts of the country. And when it gets really hot, the best practice really is to start doing work early in the day. By noontime or afternoon, when it really starts to bake and the heat adds up, it's just not a good time to be on the roof. Vehicle safety. Now, you might not really think about this, but proper driving and making sure that the equipment on the truck is really properly tied down, that's important. And, you know, we also talked about what to do in case of emergency to make sure that the 911 information is known, the address is known, that all vehicles, all installers have a fire extinguisher, a first aid kit, and now they're even required to have an eyewash kit. So those are some just basics for solar installers. And this quick 10-minute overview is certainly no substitute for a good safety practice that every company has to have. But I just want to make sure that the installers out there are reminded of this and in your Monday morning tailgate truck meetings, you kind of go over these things. Now, from a homeowner's perspective, I don't want to scare you. Basically, PV systems are incredibly safe. They're safer than 
almost any other home equipment out there. I mean, gas heaters, even on a percentage basis, cause a lot more damage than rooftop solar systems. Um, as I mentioned, I can't think of any serious incident that's ever happened in the U.S. with a home solar system. Now, with some things to remember, I'm going to just talk about some electrical issues related to solar. Solar panels generate DC power. And your house is using AC power. So you have basically two kinds of systems that are installed on a roof. They're DC systems with string inverters, and a string inverter is that big box that's mounted on the side of your house, or an AC system typically with microinverters. The DC systems with string inverters are a little bit more tricky, a little bit more dangerous, because they have high-voltage wires coming from the roof down to the inverter. And these wires get their power from the sun. So even if there's a blackout and you turn the power off at the electrical box, these wires are still going to be energized. And if there's a short in these wires, you're going to get an arc. And that arc can create a fire. And as I mentioned, the, the few incidents that I am aware of really were cases where these high-voltage DC wires arced and created a little hot spot in a junction box or somewhere, and it self-extinguished or was contained within the safety equipment. And I actually have seen systems where squirrels have bit wires, chewed wires, and they build a nest right under the wires, and the nest burned, the squirrel burned, there was a little scorch mark on the roof, and then everything self-extinguished. It all worked as it, as it should have. But these high-voltage DC systems are a little bit more dangerous. Now, the good thing is there are new safety procedures and techniques with these DC systems, including modular electronics, that have arc fault protection and shock protection. Now, the wiring for these DC systems is always installed inside metal conduit. And the metal conduit's grounded. So if there is a short, it usually self-extinguishes. I mentioned AC systems, which is pretty much all we install at Cinnamon Solar. They're safer because there is no high-voltage DC. There's no possibility of any high-voltage DC arc. And then everything automatically shuts down. You don't have anything more than like 30 volts on your solar panel in case there's a blackout or if you turn the circuit breaker off. So it's just easier to work on, and I have fewer hassles with them. So as far as the DC systems, from a homeowner's perspective... I would recommend that you don't do any work or fiddle with any of the wires unless you're trained, unless you're an electrician, you really know what you're doing. Because it's pretty easy to get a shock from a live wire, even if the system's turned off. Because if you touch that live wire and anything that's grounded, and the solar panels and the racking is grounded, you can get a shock. So if there's a loose wire or a loose ground or something needs work, call your installer. If you wash your solar panels, these are homeowner suggestions again, it's trickier than cleaning the gutters because you're going to have to be high above the roof. Always use a soap solution and water. Do not hose the panels down with a water hose, although you're going to be getting them wet and you think you're going to be getting them clean. There could be minerals in that water and it's going to create a film on the panels. And you're also not going to be able to kind of scrub off the, the dirt that accumulates on the panels. What I have found is when you do have a good heavy rainstorm, that really does a pretty good job of cleaning them off. If you're in an area where it hasn't rained or it gets dusty, they will need to be squeegeed a little bit. Not a big deal. So if you have a squeegee on a long pole, you can do it. If you're comfortable on a roof, you can do it. If you have to go up on the roof, try and tie down or just have your local installer take care of it. And most importantly for installers, 
take a look at your safety procedures, hire a safety consultant. That's what we've done at Cinnamon Solar. You can get a free OSHA inspection. Always install permanent roof anchors and keep reminding your teams about the important safety practices so you can create a culture of safe solar business practices. Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. (music) 